1: We are in a new mini-series. Welcome, everybody, to the new mini-series. We are super excited about this one. We are continuing the study of the Enneagram, which yes. we have nerded out about since Episodes 11 through 17. Yeah, it's back by popular demand. Yes, it is. So, we are actually looking through Suzanne Stabil's second book. The first book was The Road Back to You. We did a book study on that about this time last year. Go to Episodes 11 through 17 if you want to hear all about the Enneagram And the basics of it. And then now, this mini-series, we're going to talk about the path
0: between us. Yes, I want to reiterate what you said and just say that I think it's definitely worth your while to go back to episodes 11 through 17. Especially if you're still somewhat new to the Enneagram. But I love that we're going into this book series. Because once you know the Enneagram, um, a lot of places that you go to get the information just tell you about it. But this book actually gives you application, how to apply it to your relationships um, with, like,
1: real knowledge. Not just leaving you to kind of guess and try and figure it out on your own. Right. So the Enneagram is a personality typing system. So if you know what true colors are, or the Myers-Briggs, or the golden retriever, otter, lion oh,
0: yeah. thing,
1: I do, yeah. I know the animals one, about. this one is called the Enneagram. It's a personality typing system, and we prefer the Enneagram over any other personality typing system because it's motivation-based, not behavior-based.
0: So it's not just what people see on the outside or the actions you take, but your motivations behind it. Some of us
1: do really good acts,
0: but maybe the motivations don't always line up with the way it
1: comes across. Either good or bad. Right, and even an example of, let's say we all want to be the line leader. Everybody wants to be the line leader. Well, the one wants to be the line leader because they want to do it the right way and show people it's the right way. This is how you do it. A two will want to be the line leader because they genuinely want to help others know how to do it. A three wants to be the line leader because they want to be, hey, look at me, I'm the line leader, I can do it. That, yeah. And we can go on and on for yeah. examples like that, but that's... Everyone has the same behavior, but the motivations behind it, and if you boil it down to its basic most simple level, that's where the motivation is. That determines what your number is.
0: Yes. Another reason we like the Enneagram compared to other personality typing systems is it gives room for your different seasons of life. So it takes into considerations um, when you're at stress or when you know you're at your peak performance um and so we like that it doesn't pigeonhole you just into one number without taking those things into consideration
1: right like if you have a newborn right now this is your first newborn and you take the enneagram like you learn about it and you try to figure out more about it you might be a different number now than you were a few months ago or a year from now because you went through a major life change so it's always important to keep that in mind and that's why the enneagram is so great the seasons for sure
0: And we value it so much that we actually recommend this um, typing system in our five rules of fair fighting. Yes,
1: I gotta say, once I put the Enneagram element to the fair fighting rules, it has helped me specifically in my relationships. Yeah, so conflict is
0: inevitable, um, but working through it is how you build intimacy. So our five rules of fair fighting um, help couples with different personalities work through conflict, While reducing the collateral damage that can come with all
1: sorts of arguments and debates. Yeah, and not even just couples, but friends, co-workers. Yeah, so that's why the path between us is great, too, because it's about how those numbers could and should interact based on the personality. So, if you're looking to have better relationships, I've used this in every relationship I have.
0: Yeah, turns out you don't get to pick your co-workers. (laughs) So, that's we're family members, so.
1: There you go. You know,
0: everybody wins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so just a quick second to talk about the difference between The Road Back to You. That's the first book. That's episodes 11 through 17. And then The Path Between Us. So the first book, it helps you find out what your number is, what wings are, what stress and secure mean. It gives the full explanation, and that is all about Intra-personal reflection, so yourself. Remember, you can't grow yourself if you don't know yourself. So if anything Brooke just said, if any of those terms had you saying, huh? Mm, Sorry. (laughs) Please
0: pause here and go listen to episodes 11 through 17. We want you to get the most out of this series. So go ahead and go binge episodes 11 through 17 and then come jump back in with us in this mini-series.
1: Yes, so the road back to you, intra-personal The path between us is interpersonal, so between the numbers. So once you know what you are, you know how to better serve others or lead others or guide others. So it's going to be awesome.
0: Yes, that's very exciting. I think it's the element of the
1: Enneagram that people are looking for next. Yes. Um, I know my number. uh I know how I can make myself better. Uh But man... My husband is not interested in the Enneagram, for example. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, somebody in the room may have a spouse who is not interested in the Enneagram. (laughs) So it will help me if I know their Enneagram. I can learn how to better serve him and how to better love him or respect him. If I can figure that out, read the book, understand and apply.
0: Yeah, I found myself saying, well, I know what number they are and I know what number I am. Now, wait how, <laughs> how do I I know why they're doing what they're doing, but that doesn't really work for me. So like how can I communicate to them what I need and they understand what I need and we can live in harmony. So here is the book with all the answers.
1: Yes so a th- a quick bit about your number, a quiz, so quizzes are popular, Enneagram quizzes are popular. It can narrow it down, but only you can truly figure out what your number is by going into the motivations. Again, a lot of the quizzes are behavior-based. So you, do you want to be the line leader? Three of us check, yes, but that doesn't make us the same number. So we got to figure out why we want to be the line leader. So if you take a quiz and it says like 1, 7, and 4, you you're you need to narrow it down a little bit. Yes, there are
0: some definitely some red flags too if they're telling you that your wings are numbers that aren't even near your number on the enneagram. Once you figure out how the enneagram is laid out and works, you can quickly figure out what quizzes are more accurate. But again, um, I like how we've said this before like when you're reading the book and it gets to a chapter and you're like cringing the whole way through that enneagram type, that might be your sign. No. That, like, <laughs> That's one here yeah. So, um, you know, that's kind of hard to get in a question format. But, man, when you read it in a text and it's like somebody got in your brain or if you kept a diary, like read your diary, that, you know, that's your number.
1: Right. Also, along with that information, if you're getting mixed results, like if you score as a 6 but you have been in a stressful season, it's not going to say, oh, you might just be a 9 but you are really stressed out. The quiz isn't going to tell you that. That's why picking up the book and reading about nines and it tells you what an unhealthy nine looks like or a stressed out nine looks like or every number. That's why it can help narrow it down even more, solidify what you are, and then you can grow from there.
0: Now, it might seem like a lot of work, like you're really having to dig in and do the research. But remember, that's why you have us. So we always encourage you to read the book. There is so much in the first book, The Road Back to You, um, like if you're this number, what were you like as a child or how they are in the workplace, we leave a lot of meat on the bone. But if you want kind of a quick and informative um, you know, look or take on the book, definitely, again, episodes 11 through 17, but we can't say it enough, go get the book. There's definitely a lot of um, information that we
1: leave in there that you're going to want to check out. Yeah, we'll put affiliate links in the show notes for both of the books.
0: All right, so Brooke has already thrown this word out there, but... Hopefully you're familiar with it. It is your wings.
1: Okay, so just a quick synopsis of Enneagram stuff. You are a number. So, for example, I am a 1, and the numbers next to my number in the circle, it starts at 9 at the top, works its way around. The numbers next to me are my wings. So next to number 1, it would be a 2 and a 9. If you're a a 4 on the Enneagram, the numbers next to you are a 3 and a 5. So if you get a quiz and it's telling you you're a one-wing five, that's not a thing. Think a bird. A bird's wings are attached to its body, not on its neighbor or on the tree. So the wings are right next to you where you are. Yes, so I also like to think of it as a clock. But instead of going from 1 to
0: 12, it goes 1 to 9.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so the thing with wings, too, is that you naturally will, like, lean towards one. But the good news is that you can... Learn As you learn and grow and uh, mature, you can
1: learn to use the benefits of both your wings um, in different seasons of life. Right. So even if you go back and listen to 11 through 17, we joke that I'm like a penguin. I have wings, but don't fly. (laughs) Upon further study, I am a one wing two. I'm happy to announce. So... Yay. I have a wing, you and I can fly, wing. and I am trying to mature and expand my wings to albatross okay. so I can have the largest wingspan. The end. <laughs> you won. You <laughs> 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 won the Enneagram. Oh, So again, you are naturally born a number with a wing, and you learn to grow the others. Yes. Okay, so the Road Back to You has sections about wings in each chapter, so you can narrow it down if you can narrow down your subtype is what it's called. So if you're a one wing two, you've got a specific name to your category. Yes.
0: All right, the other thing is you have, like, a stress and a secure number, and Brooke has touched on this a little bit already, but in times of stress, you might exhibit qualities of another number. Well, the other part of that is when you're
1: in a peak season, you can also exhibit qualities of a different number. Right. So, again, I'll, I'll use me as an example I'm a 1, so when I am stressed out, I go to a 4. So if I look at a 4 in the book, in The Road Back to You, I can see what a healthy 4 looks like, an average 4, and an unhealthy 4. So back in the day, I didn't realize that when I would stress out so much, I would go to a 4, but an unhealthy 4. So if I know that I am stressed, or if I'm entering a season of life where it's high stress, Um, Or if it's like testing season, I'm going to be a little more stressed so I can look through the road back to you. I can look at what a healthy four looks like and I can make sure I channel the healthiest part of me.
0: I like that example. And I'm a nine and they often get dinged for um, what's referred to as sloth and peacemaker and kind of molding to the people that they're around. But I do like that in peak seasons They take on the positive aspects of threes, which are the go-getters, achievers. And so I do, again, I appreciate the typing system because it allows for your peaks and your valleys.
1: Right. So if you're just looking for a get-better tactic, if you already have a copy of The Road Back to You and you already know your number, go to where you are secure. Go to your secure number and see what the healthy secure number does, and then go to your stress number and see what the healthy stress number does. Uh
0: I think this is a good point, too, to point out that um, try not to get tempted to just jump to whatever number you think you are, because since you have your number, your wings, and then stress and security, that ends up being five different numbers just for you that you're going to want to learn more about. So, you know, be sure that you listen to it all, and again, you're going to be around other people that are different numbers, so it's good not only to learn more about your number, but other numbers, because they could be
1: your the spouse, people, yeah, your child, <laughs> oh my the goodness. people you want to get along and play nice with, your boss, things like that. Okay, so another word you're going to hear is triads. So there are nine numbers, triads, three divided by three. There's three numbers in each triad. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> so the first triad is the anger or gut triad. That's eights, nines, and ones. Again, Episodes 11 through 17 will explain so much more. We just don't have time to do that in our intro episode here. No, ma'am. No, no. And then numbers two, three, and four, that's the heart and feeling triad. And then five, six, and seven, that's the head and thinking triad. So three triads, and we'll go in that order as well. Eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's how we'll do the next three episodes. So, Brooke, why do they start with the eights? Because that seems
0: a little (laughs) random.
1: Fun fact. So we know a couple of people who know Suzanne Stabile. We don't know her yet. Not yet. (laughs) But we know some people who know her. And they have said that, well, if you know anything about eights, that's where we start on the Enneagram when we talk about it. Because eights are usually the ones who were dragged into the room to sit at the conference. Or your spouse kept handing you the book and you finally decided to read it. So the eights are the ones who are less likely to be ready to listen to it, which is why they are first, so that way they hear the aha moment, the very first thing they read. So if you're an eight right now, welcome. Thanks for sticking around. (laughs) We'll talk about you at the beginning of next episode. Yes, we're just trying to hook you while you're here. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so let's go through the numbers briefly.
1: Right, okay, so we have the eights, which are the challengers. Yes. So,
0: they are independent thinkers, and they see everything in extremes. Things are either good or bad, right or wrong,
1: friend or foe. So, a couple of eights that you guys know if you've already listened to the show. My husband Morgan is an eight. We joke in 11 through 17 that he's the eightest eight who ever aided. (laughs) (laughs) But, upon further research... I believe he's an eight wing seven. I have yet to get this eight to read the book, but <laughs> I think he's an eight wing seven, so I'm gonna operate like he is and trial error pivot <laughs> there. So you know Morgan from the show. If you listen to episode 15, Jess in the show, she's an eight. If you listen to episode 24, Keith is an eight. If you listen to episode 50, Josh is an eight. And if you listen to episode 51, Paul is an eight. Look at us. So if you are an eight and you're like, I want to hear what more eights kind of think, click those episodes. We'll link them. That way you can kind of see what their line of thinking is, and that may even help you solidify your number more or less.
0: I like, too, that we have a variety of Enneagram numbers in our interviews and episodes, too. So you're getting to hear, like, if I'm not an eight, but I'd like to kind of get to know their perspective more. Mm -hmm. You get to hear from
1: a variety of real-life eights. Yes, So the next number in the Enneagram is the nine, and they're the peacemaker.
0: Yes, they try to keep in anything that could cause conflict, and they work really hard to keep out anything that will steal their peace. One of their gifts is that they are... Good at problem solving in that they can see two sides to everything.
1: Yes. Very good mediator, I would say. Yeah. You go girl. So Farron is our resident nine.
0: Surprise. I'm (laughs) in episodes
1: one One, through. (laughs) Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there's
0: one or two I didn't make, but that's okay. (laughs) okay.
1: And then also Jenna from episode fifteen. We interview her as part of the book study group as well. Mm -hmm. All right. The next number is the perfectionist
0: yes they often see errors that others don't see and they feel it is their responsibility to um, fix those and make sure it's done correctly they're constantly giving their best doing their best and they expect the same from others mm,
1: so I am an Enneagram 1 like I mentioned if you listen to num- episode 7 Betsy is a 1 Lisa Let in episode 8 is a 1 It's interesting because she also talks about how she plans stuff, too. So, that makes sense. In the book study interview, episode 15, Lindsay is a one. And then in episode 37 with Randy, that he is a one as well. All right.
0: some great ones.
1: Yes. All right. Number two, or Enneagram twos, they are the helper.
0: Yes. So, their motivation is to build relationships by sensing and meeting the needs of others. And ultimately, they need to be needed.
1: I want you to want me. I want you to need me. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, All right, so... Is that the one where it goes, I love you, always, ever,
1: near, and far, we'll be together. Uh, no. <laughs> we'll have to go look that up later.
0: <laughs> I love you,
1: so, we have not actually interviewed a two yet, but your husband, Jacob... We're thinking he's a two? He has a
0: lot of two-like qualities. Again, they any great Enneagram guru will tell you it's not appropriate to tell other people what their number is. You're a two! <laughs> or that's so two of you! Yes, but I suspect that my husband has a lot of two qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't decide, though, between two and a three. And like Morgan, he has also not.
1: Those rascals. He must just be busy. Oh, I right. Too many well, things. right now they're watching our children, so <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> Shut <out. laughs> They won't hear it. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. Okay. Enneagram 3s. They're called the performer. Yes, and it's not necessarily like. Da,
0: da, 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 <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Center of attention as much as it's they want to be seen as successful and effective and efficient and a lot of times they want the light on that part of their lives because they're trying to or often hide their anger and their fear and their sadness. And they often deal with these feelings um, on their own if they choose to
1: deal with them. It is noble (laughs) if a three shows you the real them. Mm -hmm. So honor that. All right, some threes that we have interviewed. We have Blake from episode 16. He's in the Enneagram miniseries. We have David. He's in the Grit miniseries, episode 25. And then we have Jill, episode 49. All right. Number four, the romantic.
0: Yes, I always think of like artsy people because it says that they need to be both unique and authentic at the same time. They often feel like something is missing in their lives. And man, if they could just fill that void, they would feel so much better with themselves um they're comfortable with melancholy and get energy from tragedy
1: Mm, and you know fours are so unique that we have yet to find one to interview yes because we're recruiting fours don't believe they even can be put as a type on the enneagram that's right you're so unique you don't have a number so if you think that's you please reach out so we'll interview you pick your brain All right, Enneagram Fives, they're called the investigator.
0: Yes, they want to make sure they have adequate resources so they do not have to depend on someone else. And they manage fear by gathering information and knowledge. So it can be literal items or just stuck in the research phase of
1: things. Right, so episode 16, we have Kristen. She's a 5. So Blake and Kristen, he's a 3, she's a 5. They're married. You get to hear what goes on in their house and how they work through things. So I thought that was an extremely helpful interview. That's episode 16. Number six on the list, the loyalist.
0: Yes, they have a need to feel secure and certain, um, which nothing in life tends to be secure or certain. Mm So they experience a lot of anxiety they want to do a lot of planning for the worst case scenarios and so as you can imagine it can be taxing
1: you they are the ones who need to be planning all this covid back to school oh, stuff if you know a six man please hire them <laughs> hi will you please do our return to school protocol <laughs> uh, okay like, oh yes i already have i have what eight page document on day one so we, that's how we need sixes in our lives. Awesome possum. So we have interviewed one six. Her name is Megan. She's in the book study interview for episode 15. I keep saying book study, so I'm in a book study. Book club. It's not book club, Darren <laughs> and Megan, you guys. Again, you're going to have to listen to episode 15 to hear what that even means. But my group meets every other Monday for like the past three and a half years. And we interviewed the book study group. So that's who you get to hear in episode 15. And our last number on the Enneagram, the enthusiast, which is the seven.
0: Yes, they take delight in the best possibilities. They believe life is supposed to be experienced and enjoyed. Um, They believe that they have a full range of emotions, but they often have this like going and doing and experiencing lifestyle, and it's their way of avoiding pain or any negative situation
1: that they're in. Right. Um, sevens are, if it's not fun, I'm not going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So we have interviewed a couple of sevens. We have your mom, Jeannie. Oh, if you know her, you already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> episode six. Check that one out. I love it. And then we have episode 17. That's Lauren. She is a counselor we interviewed, and she talks about how she uses the Enneagram with her counseling practice. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So that is a quick, quick, quick recap of numbers eight through seven. And I say that because I'm going around in the circle with triads. Eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I know how to count.
0: She does know how to count.
1: I promise. Um, So make sure you check out episodes 11 through 17. It's going to explain so much more. So we're going to jump to the path between us. We're going to talk a little bit about how the book is set up, and then we'll get you going. So the way this book is set up, It gives you an intro. It gives you a little bit about just a little, like a paragraph about each number, and that's why you need to read the other book, *The Road Back to You*, first. And it gives a quick synopsis there, and then it will walk you through number eight, number nine, number one, and the way the chapters are set up. It's going to talk. It's going to give a story and talk a little bit about the number, and then it's going to tell you how to interact with each of other numbers. So if I'm an eight. How should an eight and a one, how should an eight treat a one, how should an eight treat a two, how should an eight treat a three, which is very helpful, especially when you get to your number and you're like, Oh, I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. I love that they
0: include the stories because if someone has told you their number or you're suspect of their number, some of the stories you share, you're like or she shares, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's so the so and so in my life Mm -hmm. and you can totally relate. And I do. All, all the chapters are angled towards other numbers, building better relationships with this number, and vice versa. Um, so I love, oh, it's just, again, I feel like it's the missing piece. Yes,
1: it's good. Once you understand the Enneagram and know more about yourself, it makes so much more sense reading the path between us. And you can just go from there. It's limitless after that. So we highly recommend reading The Road Back To You or even just hop on the podcast, episodes 11 through 17. So if you don't have time to read the book or if you don't have the funds to get the money, the podcast is free.
0: Yes. And I just have to say that at first I was a little bit skeptical. Yeah, you were. Yeah, Brooke was like, oh, my God, the Enneagram. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) They got to you, too. Drink the Kool-Aid, baby. I was like, no. And so anyways... It's like, sure, we can do a book study on that. (laughs) But it sounds like a lot of work, but guys, once you get into it, you're not going to be able to put it down. And I think the reason for that is how accurate and authentic it is. It's like scary
1: accurate. Well, that, and now you have a tool to have in your tool belt, and you can carry it anywhere else. So Yeah, if you're any type of leader, or if you have Mm -hmm. to work with other people. Mm -hmm. Right, if you're a leader and not getting to know the people you work with, and what their personality type is. I don't care if you do true colors, animals, whatever. If you're not doing one of those, make sure you do that. Yeah,
0: because I think, well, I know we hit on this. The golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated. Right. But sometimes it's not people forgotten the rule. They are treating you how they would want to be treated. The only problem is that the number and person they are, that's not how you want to be treated. Right. So sometimes I think we think that,
1: man, they're not treating others the way they want to be treated. And that person's like, yeah. If I would hard. absolutely want someone to confront me yeah Baron's <laughs> 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 <Hello? laughs> <laughs> like yeah please don't ever confront me <laughs> I'm like <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> maybe that's where the awkward bye came from I can't have silence mm. <laughs> so this is going to be a good one guys we are looking very much forward to this whole mini series if you have any questions reach out we want to help clarify in any way we can Yeah, so get with a
0: group. If you don't have a group, we're your community. We're your book club study. study. (laughs) So get your copy of the book and either follow along, read the book, then jump in. But get the conversations going because we're just a little excited about this.
1: A little bit. I'm going to nerd out some more. All right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog
0: where you can subscribe to our newsletter Check out our blog and listen
1: to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you, for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this miniseries. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.